The mics are blood clot open. Check, check, check. Select accent for the podcast. <laughs> Calvin. Calvin always late. Episode 103, the mics are open. My name is G-Money. Andy Young. And Big C. And we are in the building for another week of absolute madness. Your weekly Yo. bulletin. Huh? The weekly bulletin. Oh, it's the bulletin. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And that's why the desk looks like a, a newsroom. Because <laughs> we are your anchors of craziness in the 254, man. The mics are open. Episode 103, bro. Yeah, yeah man. One more episode Anchorman. two years. Anchorman. Yeah. There's a show called Anchorman. Yeah. Was he a superhero? No. He was actually... It's it's one of those comedies where this guy actually he's an anchor at a TV station. Yeah, only never sounds watched boring. Uncle Man <laughs> One and Two. Yo, shit sounds boring as hell. No, it's actually funny, funny, funny. Okay, so yeah, yeah was, you weren't laughing when you were was, telling us about like it, bro. A terrible, terrible anchor who got fired, and um, <laughs> no, do you know? <laughs> no. Okay, continue. Yeah, so. Yeah, you so, woke up today in the morning and you chose violence. Me. Yeah. Wow. Violence. Like it's it's actually wow. not, yeah, watch it. Watch mm. it. You'd actually li- yeah, like I it. I watch it's it. I watch it today instead of Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> Highlights because the match was yesterday, right? Cool. So, so what was how, how was your week? Uh it's been uh an okay week. Let me say an okay week. Mm. Nothing much happening. And I'll take it. As you say, man, in the above the ground is a blessing, bro. Yeah, for Yeah, what about I, you? I've had a, I've had an interesting week. Mm-hmm. Um I had another hospital appointment. Um, huh. I don't have a very interesting hospital appointment. Uh-huh. So pretty much I went to the hospital, um, follow up from, from being ill. And um, I had to see a new doctor. Oh, that must No, 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 no. Because it was uh, for something else. Oh. I'd, so I had to see like two doctors. So I had uh. to see like a new doctor. And um, she opened my file and she was like, oh my God. I expected to see somebody so sickly walking here. You, you almost died. And I was like, I sat there, I was like, okay. Now, now you're almost dying. Like, then she, then she's like, then she, like she, she catches herself and she's like, what? Your doctors didn't tell you? I'm like, no. Oh. <laughs> but it made me she think though. It made up. me think. And it's actually a good point. First of all, she said, um, tell everyone who watches your podcast and listens to you on the radio that COVID-19 is real, which I'll say that. Uh-huh. Like she told me, that's a personal message from her, the doctor. But it also made me think, are there some things in your life that you would rather not know? <laughs> and let me, let me explain. So, for example, it's like, I didn't know the gravity of my ailment or when I was sick, right? I didn't know how bad it was. Yeah. But her coming out and saying, oh, my God, you had this, double that, blah, blah, blah. And then... I went back to like my regular doctor and he started laughing. He's like, yeah, he's like, you he's know. like the regular doctor's like, well, you know, I how, would, make you sure have, you're how okay. would you have benefited if you'd known? And that's a valid point. If a I, very exactly. valid point. Yeah. So it made me think, are there some things in life that you'd just rather not know? Like, for example, let's say you're in love and your woman cheats. Would you just rather not know? How many minutes in a week? I'm talking about cheating. Man. Already, I thought, I thought, I thought we were gonna go with like. Mm. Um, at some point, I have thought that maybe my family adopted me. Adopted you? Yeah. yeah. I um. No wait. Let, let me ask you something first before we even proceed. Well. Do you feel like your doctors not telling you how grave uh, things were helped with your recovery? I. At first, I, was, I won't lie. At first, I was a bit like, they should have told me. 
Right? Mm-hmm. But then I was like, knowing myself, <laughs> exactly. Had they told me, exactly. Panic. That's the thing. So, to answer your question, I think I'd throw it back to whomever is on the other side of the conversation. Mm. Knowing who I am and how I am, mm. and knowing how I'll respond and react to whatever you tell me, right? you will know what to tell me and what not to tell me. Right. But here's a question I'll ask you now. We all work in radio. Would you like to know what plans the station has for your show? <laughs> Yo, Z, we signed contracts, bro. <laughs> I'm just you asking know. you, like, yeah, we, like, we signed how contracts, much, how much bro. Is, how much is no? That's why I use that example. How much is there in knowing, and how important is is or is it? Just, is, is, it's a judgment call. I feel like at some point, yes, mm. if if you can handle. The truth, right? And if you can handle but everything that comes with that information, because <laughs> I kind of think, yeah, like, and this is something I've I've seen in 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 people, yeah. Mm. Sometimes I think that if you don't know, you don't know. You actually perform better. Pause. Like, if you don't know, like, like, if you don't know, let's just say, for example, let me give an example. When I used to work, <laughs> if in you don't know, you're driving this shit. <laughs> <laughs> let, me give, let, me give, let me give you an example. There's a time when I w- when I'll, I'll say I was I've only been like sacked once in my life, right? So there's a time when I was I was working in a record store, and knock on wood, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like you, you know. Anyway, there's a time I was sacked in in, in the UK, and at a radio station. No, it wasn't a radio station. It was a record store. Okay, and um. Oh, they made you mop up the place. So before. these guys at the record store. <laughs> these guys at the record store. They made me clean the back of the store. And then that same night, the same evening, like they were like, you know, like we got some people coming through from the bank. They're gonna, you know, we're gonna get a loan because you know, record industry is hard. So they were like, just tied up the back of the shop. So you know oh, me, me, I'm, some a, I'm a team player. Mm. Man, I cleaned the back, and let me tell you, the back of a record store, mm. vinyls everywhere. Mm. This, this, that. I cleaned it, I cleaned the toilets around everything. Cause someone's coming from the bank. Mm-hmm. I'm a team player. That same night, they gave me my notice. Oh. I think the most important question is what had you done to deserve the notice? No, they were actually just like, it was financial times, you know, the industry was changing, mm. sales weren't as good as they are, and it was last one in, first one out, and I was the last one in. Oh, like unfortunately. Oh. Last one in, last in, first out. So I was, Did you ever steal music? <laughs> of course you know you did. <laughs> Why are you going to ask me that on a, on a podcast that is viewed around the world? If I worked at a record did store, I, did I ever steal from if, a, if I worked at a record store, I'd help myself to music. No, Is wait, really wait, wait. Music? Did you make your own money? In a record store? Yes. Like for yourself, live alone for your boss at no, the record store. I'm willing to discuss everything on this podcast, but I'm not willing to discuss that. The hustle is real. No, so, okay, okay, cool. Let's, let's make it lighter. How? What's the most memorable music item well that you stole <laughs> i didn't steal okay okay wait, let's wait, use the time right, that me, you helped yourself to to I go did, listen no, to at home let me tell you let me tell you i never physically i never actually stole anything from that record store not even one cd however i may have turned a blind eye to people who maybe i worked with who were less 
uh-huh. shall we say, uh-huh. or at least that I was. And I may have said to them, you know I know what's up. Inside <laughs> <laughs> man. Yo, so next time you do it, take two. <laughs> yeah. So that, that that may have happened. Uh, Complete. Okay, but you know what? Though? So so you still not answering the question. Fam, I used to get no. The thing Which is, is the most like? I never st- I never stole music, right? I never because st- by the time a song's released as a DJ, I would have the promo anyway. Mm. So I never really stole any music um, from from anywhere that I've worked. However, it made me think that we're talking about jobs, bro. You know what? That was one of the best jobs I ever had. It was so simple. So before working in, in, in the record shop, I worked in advertising. Mm-hmm. And yo, I did six years in advertising. Jesus And Christ. do you know what? I think six that's why now, advertising. to this point, agency life Fuck. in the 254 absolutely would tear me apart. <sighs> and I remember after working in this advertising, and, I, and even in the advertising company, I had a good gig. I was mm. a guy who would go out there and find, um, not clients, find sites. Mm. So for example... You know, oh, this like, is what out of home, like out of home, yeah, 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 yeah okay, uh, and, and that kind of stuff. So I had an easy, it's an easy vibe. But if I talk about joy, obviously I love doing radio, but working in the record shop was absolutely one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Man, you know, just you mentioning that, it's made me think about my worst working experience. Tell us, fam, it was. I used to work for some guys Wait, who radio were, station. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, no, no. It was not this a radio from the station. UK. It was actually <laughs> telemarketing. Mm. Bruh. So my mom's like, cool. What are you going to do for holiday? You know, uni, what, what, what. Before you get uh, an mm. attachment here. They was like, yeah, I'll go apply. Go to a place that um, did telemarketing. First and foremost, shout out to everybody who's in telemarketing. Hey, you guys hard. do our job. So anyway, so I'm employed by these guys. They're Indians. Mm. And I walk into the office and they're like, all right, cool, this is what you're going to do. Cold calls mm. and tell them we're selling mm. softwares and everything. Right. Bruh. First and foremost, the internet was slow as fuck. In those days, I think yeah. everywhere the internet yeah, was Yeah, it was slow as fuck. Then they did set targets for you, right? So day one, everything's all right. Day two, they're like, okay, this is what you need to do. Mm. By day three, five hours and well, I didn't show up to work. Mm. Right? Really? Yeah. My mom's just looking at me like, hey, this nigga's not going to last at this job. Day four, That's what she said. I pulled up. <laughs> Day four, I pull up. Fam, my boss passes right behind me. Guess what site I'm on? Brighter Monday. Wow. Wow. Yo, like I'm on Brighter Monday. How the boss take that? Yeah, at the office. Oh, wow. uh, Brighter Monday is a, it's, it's a site job for, site, yeah, right? for jobs. Yeah. So that was a Thursday. Friday, I pull up. I'm excited. I'm asking guys, so what do you guys do after work on a Friday? What, what, what? They're like, all right, cool. We go do this Friday, uh, Saturday. We used to work half day. Um, I pulled up to the office on a Saturday. They fired me. Wow. How many times have you been fired in your life? Just once. Knock wood. Yeah. Uh. That time. But what if about you, Andy? I've never been fired. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But okay. they paid me for four days. <laughs> and you know the craziest thing the craziest thing when I got fired right the guy who was told to come fire me was like the same um, what do you call it the same level as I was mm. he was in the telemarketing team mm. but you know what what sticks with me to date mm. is after the guy had fired me he asked me yo I know they paid you where are we gonna have drinks at wow, wow. 
Jeez. See, I know you've fired a couple of people. Me? Yes. No, in my life, I've only ever fired one person. Your whole life? Yeah. I've only fired one person. And um, how many times have you had that conversation with someone? Like maybe as an intermediary? Like maybe you've... Like I've said, like, you know, things are thick. Yeah. No, no, no. I've only ever fired one. I've only ever said to one one person, mm. you know what? Man, them it's not working out by, but I've never. Because you see, I think a lot of it comes down to man management as well. Like I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. like before somebody gets to a point where you're gonna sack them, mm. I kind of think that I've, as a manager, you've failed to not to to. to, to uh, I mean, there are people oh. who are crazy yeah. who are on a path of self destruction, yeah. right? But I think as a manager, you must be invested enough in your people to see the signs before it gets to the point of sacking someone. You know what mm. I mean? Sure. Course. Do you think we have a lot of that going on? In the 254? In the 254. I think, honestly, when it comes to, like, <coughs> as you would say, man management, mm-hmm. like in the football, like a football, I think man management in corporations is terrible. I don't I think, think dead, I don't, bro. I don't think that, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the, I, I believe that a happy workforce produces more. It's like a happy cow. You know, there's some people, some cows, you play them some music. Yeah, yeah, they have And the they produce more milk. More milk, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, a bit more cheese. You know that? Mm-hmm. There are some cows that like some. Yeah, they, they actually do that practically. Like, so I think that if you have a happy wor- if you have a happy workforce, mm-hmm. um, the workforce your workforce is going to produce more. And there are so many elements to happiness because, fam, some I'm not trying to say that you get into people's business, yeah. yeah. But if I'm managing you, I must know a little bit about what's going on in your life, because end of the day, it's like people are facing all of these demons in these battles, and you expect them to come and give you a hundred percent. And nobody can give you 100% if they're not feeling, you know, upwards of 80, 90%. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And I, I think it goes both ways, right? Um, and, and I think something else that all, a lot of people never really ask themselves is you pull up to an office and every single day you're pulling up to an office. But after a week, mm. do you know what the company, um, what do you call it? Like, what's the company? I'm looking for the term. Culture, culture, mm. yeah, yeah. There's some places where it's just vibes and inshallah. So you just. But I've worked in companies that have been very laissez-faire. I mean, very, mm. yeah. very. We're not really making yeah, yeah. We're not, you yeah, yeah. shifting you and here. Output there. has been amazing, yeah. and I've also worked in companies where everything is like <coughs> micromanaged mm. and output is whack. Yeah. So it, I guess it works both ways, man. Mm. It's very interesting. Mm. Yeah. Human resource. Human resources. There you go. Yeah, we, we need to have a serious conversation about work. Just one episode. Did you do that? Uh, did you do that unit? Um, organizational <coughs> behavior. Wait, are you guys yeah, organizational about, wait, wait, psychology? Wait, 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 wait. Is this like a university thing? Yeah. Let, let, stop, stop, stop. Let me lean back. <laughs> <laughs> no, like what happens uh, is this, right? Basically for whatever, and I, I stand corrected, but what I know is this. It's one of those units in uni that's a, a, a common unit. Right. So everybody's taught. That because oh, okay. I mean, you're going to leave school, be assimilated into some workforce, what, what, what. So they have that, yeah, yeah. But honestly, like half the stuff that you learn at university, and especially in terms of corporate stuff, like workplace stuff, mm. how much of that is actually applied? They should, they should in, in, introduce a you know, like a unit in uni called bribery 101. <laughs> At least it would be like focus, like like relatable. <laughs> yeah, like but maybe not in the workplace, but like uh, elsewhere. 
But um, it's interesting yeah, we're having this conversation where? about school because you had the same in uh, in the morning on air. And now that we're talking about this, you mm-hmm. asking how much of what you learn in school do you get to apply out here? Mm. Um, allow me to say this. I don't care how precise the syllabus is. Right. With regards to you must... Um, students must be equipped with these skills and this knowledge. Right. At the end of the day, it's the messenger who's delivering the message That's and important. what they come with. AKA the teacher. AKA the teacher. For example, um, the same unit Calvin is talking about, organizational psychology. Mm. The lecturer who taught me that unit went beyond the syllabus. Right. You know, sometimes just close the books. Let's talk. Mm. Let me tell you you guys what actually goes on in the the office, in the workplace. You know, the politics is mad. It's whatever you're seeing on the textbook, yeah. It's Mm. it's all good and everything, but things are different on the ground. Right, right, right. Now you see that lecturer's uh opposed to someone who'll just come give you whatever is required Mm. and then go back home. I I, I agree with you. And you know further to that the conversation we were having on this morning is we were having this morning was along the lines of name one subject that you're convinced that a teacher made you fail. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that in the, the day, like I think personally, I, I, I think I was blessed with some amazing high school teachers. And I think obviously I went to day school that there's less pressure on the teachers. They could go home and see their spouses at night and all that <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But I, I kind of think that like, if you're in an environment where, you're a teacher and you have to, because teachers stay at the school as well, right? Some. Some do, some, some yeah, go home. Yeah, yeah. Right, so some stay at the school. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're in that, that space where you're the teacher who's got to wake up these kids with morning prep, or I, I don't know if teachers do that. I, I don't know if they yeah, do that. Yeah, the teacher on duty. It used to yeah, be that, uh, right? a rotation thing. Right. Yeah. And you have to go through all of this stuff. At the end of the day, like, I think that there are people, I, I don't think teaching is something that you just study. I think they're born teachers. Yes. You see, like, for example, like, Messi's a dope footballer, but a lot of Messi's ability is innate. Yeah. Mm. You know You're born say? with it, yeah. Else, else if, 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 if Messi could be, if what, if how Messi plays could be taught to every footballer, then every footballer would play like Messi, mm. isn't it? True. So I think for some teachers, like, I was blessed, I think I was blessed at school with some teachers who actually cared about education. You see what I'm trying to say? So it was never just books. Mm. It was more about life <laughs> skills and improving you as a person. Apart from my economics teacher, Miss Davidson, <laughs> who came to class and told us, hey, when you get older and you get married, don't have a helper in your house, don't have a housey, because she's going to kill your kids. That's, <gasps> what that, that's what she told us. Stupid bitch. Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> no, that it, for me was my... Okay, okay no, no, proceed. Man. You know what? I went to a. I went to a level. <laughs> this was the kind of um, kids. Like what happened? I went to a level. I went. I went to a level. <laughs> excited about economics, and then she killed it. She killed it, bro. Like she killed. Like I went to a levels and I did economics, literature, English history, and West Indian history. Would you four things I loved? Like I focused from all level economics. I was like, yo, I'm gonna ace these things, mm. bro. I got a U, ungraded, for economics, ungraded. Cause you know, I went in the exam, I wrote my name on the paper, and I left. Jeez. I had no clue. She stole my dream. Wow. She <coughs> really? Told me the house. Single-handedly. Help, the house help is gonna leave the gas on in your house and kill you at night. 
and that Did disturbs you. you? They stole the dream from G. Imagine G as central bank governor. You in a suit every single day. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but for me, it was my well, French you know teacher. You know, growing up though, I thought I was gonna work. Co- I thought I was gonna work corporate. Yeah, same here. I really mm-hmm. thought I was gonna Man. work corporate. Like, I thought I was Where? gonna be that guy mm. in a suit, tie in the city, doing all that stuff. It just wasn't in my destiny, bro. For, you know, it's because I just hated it's, it. It's funny that we're talking about all of this, man. You know, as life progresses, you just think about like corporate stuff. It's good to some point, but God damn it, self-employment is it. Yeah, man, the hustle factor. That's what it's at. Farm. That hustle factor. I mean, bro, isn't it harder to be self-employed? You work harder. Yeah. Than to be employed. You work harder when you're self-employed. Employed because at the end of the day, if I'm working on my shit. I'm gonna work on my shit harder than most people will tell you when they go into um into entrepreneurship and self employment. No days off. No days off. Because there's I'm, no nothing like exactly. a Saturday or sun. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you're you're strategizing twenty four seven. But I think what happens with self employment is when it go, when it when you get to that point where things are right. Yeah. There's, there's a sense of right. achievement and accomplishment that you cannot get. From working for somebody Bro, else. Let me tell you, and um, this is especially for for a lot of people. I saw this, and I think I should share this with people. It's either at the place that you're working right now. It's either they're paying you a ton, or you're learning something. If you ain't getting one of those, get the fuck out. Yeah, it's true. But where where, where do we where do we strike the balance? Where do we harmonize this? Because maybe I'm I'm cornered, bro, mm. and I need this. No, but here's Maybe. the thing. Here's the thing. And that's actually a good angle because there's a lot of people who are probably watching saying, but we don't have the option yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. just do this mm. or just leave here. Yeah. But I think end of the day, and I've said this to many people, even in conversation, if you have a dream for yourself, right? You should look at your job as your means to get to that dream. So for example, if you have a dream to, I don't know. Operate a bus operate company. A, a bus company, yeah. yeah? And let's say you're a radio presenter. All you want to do is get the dreams from here to buy one to transfer to get into that dream. So yeah. I always look at employment as your means to get into what your dreams. You get yeah. me? And, you s- and if you're getting paid a shit all the money, like then why wouldn't you? You know what I'm trying to say? You get because you see at the end of the day, Andy, um, especially for young guys, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to spend some of the most productive years that you have um, just getting a skill. Mm. you eventually get to that place it's called what a black ceiling right cool you're good then have these guys um what do you call it have they appraised you as you should be Mm-mm. no they haven't so um you've spent some of the most productive years working for other people. working for other people but is this shit reflecting on the other side no so you mm. see it has to be one of those things where a lot of people always struggle to get to that point. And when they do, they have a couple of months or years where they're just like, man, things were a bit rough. But coming out of that, mm. they're so happy. They're so content. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. It's, yeah. It's, and, and I think, mm. as I, I also think the further you get on in your career, yeah, you just get to a point where it's just like, you know what? I just want peace of mind, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's where I am right now. I'm so zen. I see so much, there's sometimes I see so much chaos around me. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just not getting involved in it. It's true, detached. Yeah, I'm you're like completely detached. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's the energy. All right. We spoke a lot about work. We must, like you said, we must really do a workplace mm. um, conversation. And you know what else as well? 
let me just grab the the bull by the horns. I'm gonna I'm gonna invite Neville onto the podcast really soon as well because I feel like we need to have a conversation with Nev. Yeah. So I'm throwing it out there. I know he's gonna watch this. So very soon on the podcast, we're gonna have Neville on the podcast, um, former colleague but a really good friend yeah. of ours. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna have a conversation. That's my brother right there. Man. That's my brother right yeah. there. Or is that Shout my son? Which one? Son or brother? <laughs> there you go, man. Oh, there they have. All right, let's let's kind of flip the script ship right now, and to prove that we do actually plan for this um, podcast, um, someone's dropped a, 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 a question in the group today or in the group this week, and it says, "How do you balance between not caring what people think about you and having a good reputation?" I, I whoever's how, dropped that say again. How do you? How do you balance not caring what people think about you? And having a good reputation, I love that. That's a great question. Who said that? Like you, just random conversation. Yeah. Did that come from your heart? Yeah. Oh my God. Shit. Are you worried about that? You Nigga, conflicted? Whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Do you want to lead on that? Do, 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 do. It's, I it's, love it. it's one of those crossroads. It's like um, let me let me present another analogy to help explain it better. It's like I'm caught up in between saving money and. Uh, Enjoying life because right. I might die tomorrow. Right. Okay. It's it's the same crossroads. So, we we live in a universe where people for a long time have been caring so much about what people say about them out right, there. Right. 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 And that's resulted to a lot of mental health issues. Hundred percent. And we haven't even brought in social media. Mm. Now, as Andy Young, there's how I am. There's the way I live my life, and there's there's those things I know about me that are core to me. Right. And I want to stick to that. Okay. <laughs> but now, say society and the universe, for me to get to where I want to go, and I mean, I'm in this universe here, yeah? these times I have to abide by the laws. Of society. Of society. Or expectations of society. And expectations of society mm. to get to where I want. Right. And that means these bits of me in the process that won't be authentic right but where do i draw the line because yeah that's where i want to go and this this clearly is the path right for me to get there but is it going to be worth it for me to get to my end goal mm. what are these people gonna say about me what are they gonna think about me this is how they've set things up i need mm. to get through this you know i need to maneuver through these things right i think that's a really good um I think that's a really, really good question. And I think it's something that, like you said, many, many people will struggle with. Yeah. Because it's like, when you think about it from the perspective of, of expectations of society, especially, the, and if you're in the creative field or in the field that we're in, you know, it's like sometimes, and we see it every time, how sometimes you meet someone and they expect you to be the biggest party animal. Like one of the things that, like for me, People have always people think that my life is turned up from six a.m. <laughs> till midnight because the bits of me that you see are the guy on the radio. Mm. Then you see the guy who's then in the, the club. Yeah, yeah. You see the guy who might be filming the podcast or doing something. So this guy's life must be turned. If they realize how many down moments were, were in that process, you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But the thing about it is, I, I believe that in order to survive. You almost have to be you. You almost have to have a split personality, and the way how I've always explained it is this, right? I've always said to myself that 
G Money is a brand, and I'm blessed enough to manage that that brand, right? Mm. So, in managing that brand, we work hard. I work hard. We work hard. We create things because G Money is a person who likes to create. So, for example, I just G Money just wants to create cool things with his friends. That's the brand ideal, right? Mm. But beyond that, there's a lazy motherfucker called Conrad who don't like to do shit. <laughs> but guess what? The beautiful thing about it is Conrad lives his life away from every other thing. Every other thing. Mm-hmm. You get me? Mm-hmm. So I think you have to be, you have to say to yourself in order to get that balance, what part of myself am I willing to give and what part of myself am I keeping back? And I think what happens with many people is that they confuse it and they feel like they have to give everything. You get me? I'm not G Money 24 hours a day. Like you guys know me. When you came in here, to, when you came into the studio today, I was in such a bad mood. That I was walking around. People don't see that shit. Well, not usually. <laughs> people don't. They don't see that side of me. Do Do you care what people think about you? At this point in my life, no. And the reason is is because I think. You see, even in the court of like, say, public opinion or whatever, right? If you go to the, if you look at every stage of my career so far, yeah, I no longer think I have anything to prove. Mm. So anything that I had, I have left to prove is such a personal goal. I have to prove to myself. I don't have to prove to you that I can sustain a career in radio. I used to worry about that. I used to say to myself, man, am I going to be able to do radio for like the the whole of my life? Like how these white people in the UK do it. I've done it. Well, for the, for the uh, thus far. Yeah. You see what I'm trying to say? But now I, I've got to turn around and prove stuff to myself. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's, it's that balance. And I think as you get, the more you're in this industry or in any industry, the more thick-skinned you become and the less reactive you become as well, you know? Now, uh, allow me to present a counter argument mm. for lack of better word. And I think you guys can help me, you know, right. beef up this uh, analogy or it's, it's, it's a lesson that I mm. got. In campus, there's a lecturer who uh, used some chapter from 48 Laws of Power. Is there a chapter on reputation law? Yes. Guided yes, from reputation. Yes, yes. There's a king who was feared to a point where he, he used to play with people's minds because they have this perception of him mm. such that he had war and... Uh, all he decided to do was just go and stand someplace close to the gate where everybody could see him if you're coming, mm. you know, into, you know, or the, the area where they were going to fight, the war zone. Mm. And um, the enemies actually came mm. and they saw him standing there solo, mm. no one else, solo. Mm. They were like, we are not dumb. Mm. There could be trap. There, there was no trap. There was no nothing. Mm. The man just stood there. But because of his reputation, reputation okay. Them niggas didn't even approach. They didn't even attack. Right. They went back home. Okay. Now, she used this to explain how important reputation is to anyone. Yeah. Reputation is... It's like, very important. It's, it's important. Like, you it's know, very... a good reputation is worth more than... And there's a proverb that says a good reputation is worth more than money. Yeah. But my thing about... My analogy is, gonna, is always going to be... Like, at the same time, are you going to live your life? And it's a decision you make. Are you going to live your life? Because your reputation can be built upon your actions. Yeah. You see what I'm trying to say? And then that story of the king is a great analogy. He had a great reputation. But he was still a human. He was still... Yeah. Like, he probably still had... 
I don't know, French toast for breakfast <laughs> or something. You know what I'm trying to say? You but know, his outward reputation, it depends on how much of yourself you're going to put out there, I think. You, you know, know, ultimately, um, you guys have made some some good valid points. Huh? I think the one thing um, in this industry, other industries, and in life, right? All boils down to happiness, fam. Mm. You get. Because you may be doing this because you want to to show people that I care a lot about what you guys think about me. Mm. But are you happy? Mm. You get. Because at the end of the day, imagine you're, you're blessed enough to be 90. Mm. Right? And you're just thinking to yourself, man, I did all that shit for everybody. To just... Mm do this and to show them this and that. And now here I am at here 90, I am, 90, like, whatever. Like, you raised a good point, Andy, and you both raised good points um, about reputation. And I'll give you an example from my own life. There's a time when this was, I think I've told you the story before, mm. Calvin, where I got broke, completely broke when I was in the UK. Mm. Um, You've actually said it on a podcast. I said it before, yeah? You're on a podcast. Yeah, where I got completely broke and... When I went to people for help, you know, your G money. Can't be broke. You can't be broke. You There's money in your name. There's money in your name. Mm. And guys laughed it often. I went to people who I had helped. Yeah. And they didn't help me, right? I remember I went to like a client and he gave me a thousand pounds. And I've said this story before. I went to a printer in those days there's no social media mm. i went to a printer and i printed five thousand flyers when the printer guy said where's like you know this is was gonna it, cost you 800 yeah, yeah. pounds whatever i said to him i'll pay you after the event he's like cool i went to a club i booked the club usually you got to pay a deposit for the club i said to the club guy i'll pay you on the night mm. um djs i went to the djs i booked the djs and i was like yo i'm booking you for this event i'll pay They're you like, where's the deposit i'm like I'll pay you on the night. My reputation enabled me to put all those things together. Together, mm. and but you had to follow through. And the event took place, made mm. a lot of money. Mm. I was able to get back on my feet, and I was able to pay everybody what they were, were due. So, in that regard, reputation very important. There was everything. You get mm. me. Mm. But at the same time, I still was able to go home after that event to my home and to my people and be like, "Yo, it worked." People don't need to see that side of it. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So the balance has to be struck between your, I guess, professional shit, your your career shit, giving people what they need. And, and you know, honestly, you know, in this industry, yeah. I've seen the happiest people are the people who you who just keep their damn shit to themselves. Yeah. They go out there, they drop a job, they do their job, they go home. Simple. No? So it's a, it's a, it's a it's great a bu- question. You know, you and know, it's different for everyone. You know, the I, answer is different I, for everyone. I, I, I like how you've said that, G. Um, you didn't have to show everybody what the actual what situation, the situation, situation was, was like. Yeah. You know, in that same 48 Laws of Power, there's one that says, do something so good, but also make it look easy. Yeah, that's that's that's. Mm. But you, you know get, that forty-eight laws of power actually fucks <laughs> with people as well. It's both sides. It's a very because if the wrong person reads that book, Jesus, it could game over. Yeah, 
Do you know what I mean? Oh my yeah. god! Look at us talking about books on the podcast, yeah, man. No, we're back there. Who are we? Yeah. So, so, so at the end of the day, I know it's a, it's a, it's a thing, especially with the age of social media, mm-hmm. where a lot of people are always in your space. People will have um, an assumption of you. People mm. will talk about you, especially if you're in the public light. They'll always, you'll always hear something about yourself. Mm. You're actually even shocked. You're like, ah, oh, mm. oh, okay. Mm. You get, but yeah, man, just keep it yeah. moving. Keep it moving. So, um, I see something else here. A damaged man willing to fix himself for you. This is from a tweet from someone called um, so, Micaiah. A uh, damaged man willing to fix himself for so, you. So, I assume this is a man who's accepted that I am damaged mm-hmm. and I want to fix myself for you. It's going to end so, in heartbreak. So, so oh, premium. So, premium. The premium So, is. the guy's not even fixing himself for himself for, himself. for him he's fixing himself for her and Fam, yo do, do you know the oh saddest thing God. in the comment section uh-huh. all the babes were celebrating like yes Are you ah. oh hell bro that is so fucking selfish let me tell you let me tell you right let's talk about this right jesus first of all <laughs> i watched an interview on tv the other day and this famous youtuber in the uk she was talking about how she was broken inside but nobody could see and all of that stuff right mm. And it's like the impression she gave of men generally is that we're all just broken biscuits. You know, like you have a biscuit tin with like, a couple of broken ones, and you drop it, and all the biscuits, or a packet of biscuits everywhere. And it, it really made me think that at the end of the day, it's like I want biscuits so bad. everything. At least they get eaten. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we got cut off. Sorry. All right. It's fine. It's okay. There you go. Eat the biscuits. Eat the cookies. Yeah? Eat the cookies. So yeah. So it's like um, it's like I see a society where everybody is broken. You get what I'm trying to say? It's like there's no whole people out there no more because it's like this tweet is saying a damaged man who's willing to fix himself for you. Who the fuck are you? No, but but. Uh, okay, let me play devil's advocate, yeah? Nah, fuck. Oh, no, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. No one is perfect, but these people who are better placed in life oh, to handle man. things better yes. than the rest. So, you coming here with your unresolved issues, with trauma you haven't even dealt with, right. and I have put in the work. I've dealt with my trauma. I've dealt with my issues. Oh, I've no, put in... Ah, yeah. finish, hey, hold up, hold up. You'll get your chance, bro. So, I have put in the work. I am okay. I'm I'm a bit more stable than you are. So I fixed me for me. And anybody else who associates or associates with me is going to benefit from that, including my significant other. As opposed to, damn, I need to fix this for you? Bombo clad. Let me ask you a question. What I'm saying to you is this, right? Mm. Very simple. You fixed you because you have the Whatever capacity yeah. and you were cognizant of the issues, fam. No two people are the same. And the rule book that worked for you may not necessarily work for somebody else. So my thing about it is, it's like, in life, in my own experiences, and, you know, it's not directly opposed to what you're saying. Bruh, people need to fix themselves, bro. Yeah. Fucked. People need this to fix themselves. This, this is such a I, selfish mentality. I have, I have a friend who's a really good friend of mine, mm. right? A really good friend of mine here in the 254. And I've decided that their bullshit, and it's a group of friends, their bullshit or their, what they get involved in, I'm no longer actually going to actively try to f- help. 
Because mm. I realized that what was happening is this person will throw themselves off the roof, not literally, off the edge, because they know there's five people around them. Try who's gonna run downstairs to catch them. Sometimes a nigga gotta hit the ground and realize this ain't nice. Let the ship sink sometimes, bro. Sometimes it's gotta happen. Something like there's a song that um I don't know how I came across it. You know, was, you know when you're sick in hospital, like you get very religious. You're you in know? your sick bag. You're in my sick bag. <laughs> and there's a song by Kiera. Uh, it's a gospel song, and it's called "Something Has to Break." Oh yeah, you played it uh, in the moment of meditation. And one, brah, let yeah. me tell you, uh, I feel that song to my core. It was I'm, shouting. I'm, it was shouting. Yeah, bro, it was some, shouting. Something has to break. Yeah. So in order for you to get sometimes to the next stage of your evolution as a human something has to break yeah so sometimes it's like I'm, i'm not trying to say that you don't try to help people but that tweet to me was so self-aggrandizing like oh uh, he's willing to me. fix himself for me Huge. and it's been romanticized bro you should have gone through the comments i was on the floor this is the kind of bro. this is the kind of things that are making guys also start to think okay cool you know what this is the person i need so that i can become a better person of myself mm. you understand makes people yeah. get confused yeah. but bro no 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 listen if you're a man a lady and someone's proposing this shit to you just sit them down Buy them coffee, and say go fix your shit, and just be like, if just anything is conditional, it's toxic. Yeah, and also, if it's conditional, it's gonna be toxic. I'm bro. not saying that we shouldn't care about each other because we evidently should, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't care about the people you become entangled with. You should care. Oh, why are you laughing at the word entangled? <laughs> it was gross. I mean, entangled, not like August Alcina. <laughs> And what's her name? Um, Jada. Jada. No, the people who come into your life. But what I am saying is, essentially, at the core of everything, you know where the broken pieces of you are. Yeah. Only you can go you know and where the find them. At. You know where the basement of your own life is yeah. at. Only you can go down there and clear out the garbage. People can help you, but people should not see you fixing yourself as something that you're doing for them. Mm, yes they that's should the one. see it as something you do and there are people who are in relationships with people who are trying to fix themselves and you can support them but ultimately that fix is to make you a better person mm. not just because what's going to happen now if I base my being fixed on if Panda mm, is a person yeah. see, we are, that's why we have props on set, on set. if Panda and Pooh. fixes Uh, himself yeah himself for dookie miss dookie here and it's like oh i'm fixing myself for you and like oh my god you're fixing yourself for me then what happens when she's like mm, well you know this fixed version this nah, fix nah, is nah, taking nah, a long like time it. are you living I'm one out. of your of your childhood fantasies right now i, I grew up with puppets <laughs> on, on tv so basically yeah. what happens when 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 miss dookie bounces and says ah you know what that fix is taking too long This one's broken even more. Even more. Yes, even yeah. more. Loses faith. What? He threw himself off. <laughs> Can you throw the panda back onto onto the set please? That is disrespectful. That's you do not. <laughs> But that's For those who are listening, Calvin just threw the panda across the room. That's 
Why didn't it's, it's the why disrespect she threw it with, bro. But this one He's left. been wanting to do she that. She went on to the same to some other scenario. This one's left crying, and then he's like, "Yeah, don't ever throw the panda." Yeah, panda died. The fourth member of the podcast. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, for real though. So I think at the end of the day. Um, and I'm, I don't know Andy, how you feel about that, Calvin. I think that like no, 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 no. But that's we, that's we the truth. We have to fix that's ourselves. We can yeah, help yeah, yeah. people, and we can like you know the, the we can be a not a mirror, or we can help people and say you know this is what you mm. need to work on. No, I, um, you know, you know when I when I was young, I think I've done that um, thing. Maybe you call twenty two, twenty three, that kind of shit. You know, a chick is trying to like um, tell you this and this about you, and you're like, no, but I can do it for you. I can do it for you, and you're there doing something for someone, mm. bro. That shit is enslavement, bro. Mm. Let um, me tell you. But once you discover that, hey, listen, I want to do this for me. Mm. That whole yo, I'm answerable to me. Like mm. this is me, mm. you you ain't gonna attach shit to it. Yeah. But there's there's another Relief. side to this coin, and um, I've been guilty of this before, being an enabler. Mm. You know, because here in front of you is someone you really care about, and they really it, it's bro, it's twisted because in in some way you kind of motivate them to want to be better, and that's what they show you. Mm. Like you make me want to become a better person and you can see them actively working on the things that are bringing them down. Mm. But then at the same time, you're caught in between. Um, I don't want them to do that for me. I want them to do that for, for them. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of working out for them because mm. you see them improving right in front of your eyes. So mm. you seeing that you lose sight or, uh, yeah, you lose yeah. sight of the fact Friendship that blinds you, bro. Leave alone, even bro. Even in relationships, it even in romantic you. relationships, mm. bro, it can get really bad as an enabler. Yeah, I, 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 I have learned. There's, there's. I will say that I've learned. It's not something I knew ten years ago. I think that I've learned that. Guess what? I see people now for exactly who they are, and I have a, I have a choice to make whether I am going to play an active role or enable them, so to speak, or or try, or I'm just going to be like, okay, so. And I've learned, fam, let me tell you, and I've learned this in the workplace and I've worked this. If you keep rescuing people, they never learn. It's like, if you think about it, if you work in an office where you're all, fam, I, let me just be fair with you, fam. Everything that used to happen in the office, Somebody would call me, they'd come, they'd say, gee, this is happening, that is happening. And not just since we've been part of um, this new company, even like way back in the day. Do you know how wearying that was to me? Do you know how hard it was for me to, to, to listen to everybody's problems and try to find solutions for them? Man would come home mentally exhausted. Then I realized, guess what? When I started to say... There's nothing I can do. It's not my problem or not so much not my problem. I'm sorry my hands are tied or you need to go and speak to this person. When I started to pull myself out of that, that of trying to fix everything, bro, Bliss. I had time to go to the gym. <laughs> I had time to do shit. I went home, I slept amazingly. We spend so much of our lives trying to prevent people from hitting the ground. Sometimes they need to hit the ground. Let them. And they bounce back. Backs. 
You know, that's, that's, that's the way I feel, man. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm never going to help someone, but end of the day, I'm not going to, I'm beyond babysitting anybody man. at this point in my life. I'm sorry. That, that, that shit's deep. Let me ask you guys, do you have snacks here? Are you hungry? I am. Man's on munchies, bro. No, no, no. It's not munchies, bro. I am. Oh, like, no, no, that kind of munchies. My body's craving shout, for like. You must be pregnant. Shout going out to um, Paula's Fit Kitchen. Let's give her a plug. Yeah. Paula's Fitch Kitchen. So Paula, um, she has this thing, and we'll put her up on. We put her on the screen before, haven't we? Shout yeah, out to Paula. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She um, basically, I get my my food from her. Grouchy gets his food from her as well, and she's doing an amazing job. So your your cravings. None of us here are hungry. <laughs> your cravings are your cravings. That sounds like a you problem. I <laughs> once upon a time I would go into like Glovo and be like, let me order, order some cookies so that whatever. But now, oh, but, but the crazy us. thing is this: I am actually. What how, how you? How it works. Yeah, I don't do it. No, no the craziest okay. thing is I'm actually not hungry. Hungry. I am actually looking for a snack. Hey fam, like, me I'm famished. Like I want, and then I you're want famished, Venant, right? Bit, like you just ate. Like I'm looking for what fruits? Like I would. You know, here's the thing. Are you I, growing? My sugar's actually fucking low. So Why? I need sugar then. Anyway, that's what I want. This like, has been the mics are open. <laughs> I will not allow this to denigrate into who's not eating. Do you have biscuits eating. though? No. How the fuck I, don't you have biscuits? I'm trying to cut sugar out of my diet. He's a peanuts? broken biscuit. Peanut, a broken biscuit. <laughs> Hold up, do you have peanuts? No. There's peanut butter There's though. There's ice cream. There's peanut There's butter. There's ice cream in the freezer, by the way. Oh. This has been the mics are open. My name is Jim Wow, Manny. Andy Young. Big C, I need biscuits. Not intro. But I'm not my mind, Panawan. Well, you know, we don't